if we can, we'll dive right into it here. And can you talk to me a little bit about what you feel is the state of design education? It's really changed, though, over the years. I think the students have changed. There's a lot of online learning. There's a lot of really good programs that are out there. But I don't think everybody needs to go to school. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Designed Podcast. Today's guest, Diane Gibbs. Diane received her BFA from Auburn University, then worked as a designer in Denver before continuing her design education at Virginia Commonwealth University, where she earned her MFA. Diane has been a designer for over 20 years and has been running her own freelance design firm, Little Bird Communications, since 2002. She has been teaching graphic design at the University of South Alabama since 2003. She has spoken at many different conferences on a variety of topics from creativity to leadership. In May of 2012, to keep herself inspired and connected with other creatives, Diane started a weekly video podcast called Design Recharge, where she interviews creatives and industry leaders from around the globe. Anyone can join for the live show, which is every Wednesday from January through November at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time and 11.30 a.m. Pacific Time. Diane is passionate about helping creatives grow their business, and she serves as a matchmaker for budding creative entrepreneurs by connecting them with emerging creatives who have recently joined the industry through her side project, Recruiting Creatives. Let's continue to the show and listen in to what Diane has to say about creating success in design education. Diane, welcome to the Designed Podcast. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're extremely glad to have you. It's been a little bit since I last uh, ran into you and met you, so hope everything's going well. It is. It's going good. I hope everything's going good, and I hope you had a good end to your semester. Actually, a very good end to the semester. A couple of rough spots, you know, so you're always uh, hoping and waiting for those moments where everything just kind of falls into place, and that was the end of my semester for sure. It was great. That's so, great. Yeah. So uh, tell me a little bit about you. Tell me about uh, your path into uh, in uh, through academia, if you will. Sure. So um, I did undergrad at Auburn University. I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, and Auburn's just inside the Alabama border. And I studied graphic design. And then I went and worked in Denver um, as a designer for about five years. And then I was really felt called to be a teacher. I knew I wanted to be a teacher, but I was having too much fun snowboarding. And I didn't ever pursue that for a okay. while. So I left Denver and uh, went to Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond, Virginia, and it was a two-year program. I got my master's, and then I taught. I, I wanted some teaching experience. I didn't have any teaching experience. I thought that that would help me get okay. a job, yeah. and it did, and so I taught uh, about four classes each semester just to get my feet wet, and then I got a job at the University of South Alabama, and I have been here ever since, and we have really grown our program and from not being uh, from anybody could take graphic design classes to now we have an, um, a very select students that get to go through apply and go through and then they take 11 graphic design classes which I've been able to kind of help steer and I'm really excited. Oh, well, that's fantastic. So Denver, Colorado, I was able to go to Denver uh, for a Typecon conference. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was very easy to fall in love with Denver. So I could see how the snowboarding would be a distraction for you. Well, it yeah. was like snowboarding in the winter and then hiking in the summer. And it, it I just, it was, I was so excited to be outside yeah. so much of the time. And now I moved here to Mobile, <laughs> Alabama, and I don't really, I mean, I do go outside, but I don't spend as much time as I would like to. So I would love to go back and spend my summers in Colorado if I could. Yeah. But maybe one day. Yeah. I was going to say Mobile is definitely a little bit different than uh, different climate than uh, Denver. A little for sticky. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. A little, little bit buggier and stickier. I mean, I still put pl spend plenty of time outside, but um, not as much as I yeah. did when I was in Denver. So you, so you have a diverse uh, background in places that you've studied and taught. So if we can, we'll dive right into it here. And can you talk to me a little bit about what you feel is the state of design education? Mm. Well, I, I know that education, I've been teaching, this is my 15th year. I'm wrapping up my 15th year and which seems really old, um, <laughs> but I don't feel like, I feel right? like I just started, you know? Yeah. So it's really changed though over the years. I think the students have changed. They've, um, 
the I think that that's something I didn't realize. I didn't realize the students would change or what was expected or how how they were prepped from high school would really be different, but that it really has. Okay. And I think the other thing I didn't uh, realize was, you know, in 2008 when the economy tanked, the education went up. You know, there was tons of people going to school and we were flush right. with, so it was great for us, terrible for everybody else. And now we're kind of in our, the economic future is a little bit more flush for the, um, for the nation. And then for us, it is, we are dealing with some of the things that I think are some of the problems in design or in education as a whole. Okay. Um, and I think some of that is that there's a lot of online learning. There's a lot of, um, uh, in some fields, there are not, there are things that you can learn on your own. True. And I think our, um, I definitely think that there's an advantage to going to school, but I don't think everybody needs to go to school. And I think that there are lots of really good programs that are out there that are not certificate programs or nothing like that. They're just um, entrepreneurs getting together and learning about pricing or about creativity or about right, um, right. other things. So I think that that's, I think that is the direction where design education will be. Um, hmm, okay. Which, I don't know. No, I think no, we need fine. to be open to those things. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to, touch on a couple of topics here as you've been uh, mentioning those things. Um, okay, writing a note. Okay, um, so my first one was high school, right? We, mm -hmm. There's been a big change in uh, arts in high school over the last decade or two decades for that matter. Slow, but yet quite progressive. Um, how, and I, I think it's affecting us in a negative way uh, manner, if you will. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? I agree. I think that um, I actually feel like it's this uh, in where I am. Most of our students are just commuters. So they mm -hmm. we don't have a ton of people from a lot of different places. Um, a lot of our students are just from, uh, you know, about a 50 mile radius, maybe 75 mile radius. I think that's and becoming more common. So yeah. I think so. Some some of the bigger schools, definitely, they're coming from all over the nation. I think the University of Alabama, University of Georgia, Auburn, uh, just talking about things in the southeast. I know that there are kids that are from all over, but those are those land-grant um, institutions, and they have some pull of some other thing that brings these students in. And then the rest of us are kind of um, building these programs. And I there is not a lot of at or at all art in the high schools where right, we right. are, but they've never really have been. So some kids have never taken art at all. They just have drawn on their own or they've wanted to draw and they've never take a draw, taken a drawing class. So that's kind of where we have to start from ground one, right, you know, day right. one, a perspective and shading, which again, we started, we were a very traditional foundational um, institution, how we teach uh, art. And that's where I came from was an institution like that as well. So that hasn't, to me, changed that much. But what's changed is the attitudes and what is expected. And I don't know if that's just in art or not. I, I actually okay. feel like that's across English and science and math. Yeah. And like that. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree for sure on that one. Um, so the world of online learning. Okay. How do you, what are your thoughts there? I have thoughts, but I don't want to like influence well, I your, know your, your comment. Yeah. Oh, you're not going to influence mine. Oh, good, I want to know good. yours too. So yeah. to me, um, yeah, there's online two, learning. there's two Go veins. Ahead. There's two veins to that. Uh, it, by the way, the, in, in my thoughts, there's online learning where design programs have classes that you can take online. Okay. And then there's online learning by all of the open source resources that are out there where I don't have to go to uh, a university and I could just study online uh, and get a lot up from that. So so what do you think of the advantages are for the oh, second goodness. one? Uh, advantages for the second one are people who have full-time positions and they're looking to diversify their skills grow in other areas so they can continue to expand themselves and meet the demands within their profession. 
Um, are any other advantage? Off the top of my head, no. I wasn't prepared for okay. that. <laughs> Sorry. Or what? No, what do you fine. think a disadvantage is? And I'll share mine in a minute. The, the disadvantage is uh, a lot of people think that that's the resource they can go to to save money on a college degree and be prepared to enter the professional world. Okay. So what is a college degree at like your university or my university? What does that afford a kid? Like not money-wise, but mm -hmm. what does it give you that you can't recreate in an online setting? Uh, failure. Right. It gives mm. you a chance to fail. It gives you a chance to have open discussion and open critique. Mm. It also gives you the chance to have one on one instant feedback and direct interaction with uh, that educator where online you're hoping you get it right until the next time you interact with someone. Uh, and that could lead to misinterpretation of the success, I think. Right. So yeah. I think it's a relationship game. Right. I think right. you're coming in. You have a relationship with this professor. So I totally agree with you. I think that the it's an advantage to coming to school. You get to show that you're committed. You get to show yeah, where definitely. you're driven. You get to show where your light bulb comes off. So there is a relationship between. I've seen kids who were just sitting in the wrong spot. And I said, hey, I need you to move. These kids yeah. are you're sitting with are bringing you down. I need you to move. And that would not happen in an online setting because you're all at your own place. And, and I don't know how much one-on-one -on -one you're getting with the professor if you're in an online setting. And that to me is a huge, uh, or how much you're getting one-on-one -on -one with other students. And I oh, think that, sure. that those are the advantages of being in a classroom. And now I have gotten a ton out of working with people online. And mm -hmm. I do online groups and I totally believe in this, but I also spend extra time each week like this meeting with somebody online and having face-to-face -face interactions and seeing, hey, and I have a, a, a group that I'm involved in, like a mastermind group that's me and six ladies and, and we're at different places in the United States and we're at different places in our careers, but we still have a good design mine or we talk about our business, but we also talk about, hey, why don't you try to shift this over here? Or you need to make that type a little bit darker. So we all right. use our, but we've, we've built this over the last two years. And so I'm, I trust them. And I think that that's what there's a, this, the step that gets skipped. It's a, I'm giving or I'm putting my stuff out there. I can type out, you know, and I know your online, your education, um, was online to get your master's, Correct, right? Correct, right, through SCAD. So yeah. you have a very um, good working knowledge of some of the challenges that oh, it can, that can yeah. happen. Um, and there were, it, there were many of those frustrations going through that program. And uh, I, I was a little bit older, so I also voiced that quite often. And I had a few of the different faculty that would definitely find the time to do those arrangements. Mm -hmm. And the best class that I had was with uh, a faculty member that was willing to do live online meetings with, with the class. And that's, those are the classes I got the most out of. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, and I think that they really changed through some of your interactions. Um, SCAD has kind of adjusted how they've worked their online classes, they, right? Yeah, they definitely have. Yeah. Cause my first semester, I remember my advisor asking me, well, what do you think? And I was like, well, I think it's just a hyped up BFA degree of my senior year. And uh, that didn't go over so well with, with them. They didn't like that comment. I don't think that I solely made the change, but I think there was enough of those discussions um, that that change happened. And literally it was the following semester and then my concluding uh, two semesters where it was a huge shift. Uh, and, and I'm really thankful for that. I think I w the timing was just right uh, for me. So that was good. Well, and it w allowed you to work while you were able to go oh, to school and it allowed you definitely. not have to move, pick up your family and move. So there were so many advantages, but there you have to compensate for the disadvantages of the right. relationships within the class. You had to, it, you took more time getting to know your other classmates or getting to know your professors, whether, which if you were in a classroom with them three days a week, you know, six hours mm -hmm. each week, right. you wouldn't have had to do that, but you, you had to do extra. And I think it's about commitment, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. You really have to, uh, in that situation is to, is to make that commitment. You have to know you're setting apart a certain amount of time 
certain days, a certain schedule. Um, it And it takes the discipline without a doubt. Yeah. Well, and one of the other, I think, disadvantages of um, you may see how people are presenting or see the work they're presenting, but you don't hear them presenting or you're not hearing how they got to that idea or they're kind of rambling or whatever. And yeah. in um, in the classroom, you can say, hey, you know what, Judy, she doesn't have her stuff together. Like I, I'm not Judy. And then Judy responds to my stuff and tells me to make my type bigger or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not going to listen mm -hmm. to Judy because I, I don't think Judy's got her she's not at, she's below me in the in the spectrum of where not that judy can't get better right, right judy right. will but but she's behind me and i think i know a little bit more not that again cockiness not that but correct, then there are going to be people who are you know uh brad is way ahead and so um i may listen to what brad says and instead of taking what Judy says with a grain of salt, I may listen to what Brad says and take his comments and his changes. And I think you might get that online, but I think it takes a long time to kind of develop that because when you're online, are you noticing when they're coming late? Are you noticing when they turn their projects in late? You don't right, know. But right. if, if you if you are always the last one to turn in your thing into the Google Drive, then you know you're the last one. Right, right. If you're the first one, then everybody sees that you're getting your stuff done earlier on time. And I think that there's, you know, when the teacher asks for something and you're bringing it forward or you're having to print it out or you're having to ask the teacher, can I give this to you later today? So it's yeah. relationships with the teacher. It's relationships with the other people in the class. And dependability is huge. You, it's just a little bit harder to do the accountability, yeah, I think, online. Yeah. And I think what's missing, well... Again, I haven't taken an online class in a while, um, but I think what was missing from then and could be missing still now is platforms like this, audio and video. I think if those things were added in where the student had to give a defense and a critique of other works, uh, because I know we had to critique two other pieces and then talk about ours, but it was all written, right? It was all just text entry. But if it was more of a uh, video and audio discussion, I think the students would be more accountable and you could uh, begin to like understand the skill sets and the level that they're at and have a little bit better idea of, of how that's going, I guess. I yeah, know. I totally agree. Yeah. The, the other one that I uh, wanted to ask you about um, that you brought up was entrepreneurs, but I'm going to wait on that one. I'm going to see if that comes back. So I'm starring that for now. Okay. Um, all right. So my next question then is this. Ready? Art and design or art versus design? Mm. I think we're better together. Okay. Um, I, I see a lot of people who are in a design program or think they want to do design and they just don't either have it or they're just, they thought it was something else. And I kind of hate that they, if they are only in, now that's the kind of student I have, right? They're, mm -hmm. these are, they haven't had a lot of art classes before, so they may never have heard of design. Um, it's not an art school, you know, where it's a university that I'm at. And mm -hmm. so I like have, being at a well-rounded university, but I also love to be able to say, you know what, I think maybe painting is your thing. I think I would go with yeah. painting and leave design. And I love giving them that option. I also love that they, um, when I was in school, I took ceramics as like a secondary, you know, we had to take five classes or something in another oh, area. Sure. Right, that was, right. And so I really got a ton of frustration out in my ceramics class. And, and I love okay. that I was doing something with my hands and it mm -hmm. could be that I'm just more crafty and I like to make things, but I also loved seeing things that were being made by people that were artists rather than people that were designers. So I think we're better together. We're stronger. It also builds um, relationships with people that a designer could help, right? They, yeah, it's yeah. an artist and we could help make promotions or posters or websites or brands um, of these, of our friends. And maybe this is a good exercise early on. Okay. How does, um, how, how does the naming of a program then affect that. Okay. A uh, mm. quick little background context. Currently I'm in the department of art. We have an emphasis in graphic design. 
Uh, I've been part of uh, visual communication and design department. Um, I've been part of a design department. Uh, it's been kind of school of design. It's, so it's been kind of all over the board through the different universities I've taught at. Um, does that, how does that, does it help us, hinder us? I don't know. So I've only been at the same school. So I, at VCU, it was communication design. It was a, you know, the communication art and design mm -hmm. program, but it was really just graphic design. We had some illustration, but really that was what it was. Um, at Auburn, it was just art and design. Now it's in art and architecture or it's architecture and design. Okay. So it's with industrial design. It changed colleges. Um, I honestly, you're probably not going to like this answer, but I just think it's a name. Yeah. You know, like my business cards still say instructor and I'm full professor. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. I think that it's, if you are, our mm -hmm. biggest major is graphic design. Yeah. Um, that it is a great way to build up the rest, like show the other areas and the importance of having people from other things in your department. Sure, um, sure. Just because we're number one um, in our department as the most majors doesn't mm -hmm. mean that um, we're the best, I guess. I just feel like then that means that we have to be the leaders and we have to make sure that other people know um, that there are these other areas as well. So, so we could just take it and be like, we're the best, we're the best, we're the best. Don't do anything else. Yeah. But I just think that that, I just think again, we're better together. So I think okay. that our kids who don't like or, or aren't fitting in, then I want to make sure that they're doing well in glass blowing or that they're doing well in painting or, or something else so that they have something else better to fall back on because I don't think design's for everybody. Right. I think right. some people choose design because they think they can make money at it. Yeah, that happens a lot. I like that. I, I like that answer. I do. I do. Yeah. Um, and, it's just a name. Yeah. And um, I, I, I would say it's definitely, um, what's the point I'm trying to get at quick? Um, you, you mentioned I may not like, uh, like the answer, but uh, I'm not looking for any particular answers. Uh, I'm just trying to gather... Uh, gather some census and some information and uh, and see where people are at. So, but I, no, I really like the answer. And uh, not every program design is number one, you know, uh, but in those programs where design kind of leads the enrollment, um, it's a good opportunity to get all of the other disciplines uh, involved within design and get design involved in the other disciplines. I, I do that a lot myself. So uh, I enjoy yeah. it. I just... I just think that you have to, I just think it's just a name. And I think right. because you're the largest doesn't mean that, um, I don't, I, I've never, I, I've never even thought about be. I mean, we just are art and art history. I've never even thought yeah. about it being art and design and art history. Like I, that's kind of a neat idea, but I, I just think, look, like we, we have the biggest one. So I don't. I guess I just don't, if, if we were really struggling, maybe it would be different, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you think a lot of people struggle with um, the difference between art and design? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't know what design is. You know, they, I still have to teach a lot of people, a lot of parents, yeah. um, you know, but... How would you? But they see it and they know it. Uh, yeah. I say, well, have you ever been to a website uh, application yeah. on your phone? Have you uh, ever passed a billboard or had a magazine in your hand? Um, been to a business with a mm -hmm. logo and branding right. on the inside, a menu? Right. Those are all things that graphic designers right, can right. do. Picked up a package off the shelf. So right. it, is there any formal explanation or formal differentiator that, that you use? So I don't. I am probably your uh, uh, backwoods uh, <laughs> girl from Alabama. Yeah, saying, yeah. But I'm I guess I'm speaking in terms that I think that um, my audience can understand. That I makes probably sense. am not the formalist. They would probably not want me to come to RIT or anything like that. <laughs> That's like, right. Go give yeah. a speech, you know. Yeah. I'm not the formalist either. And, and sometimes that um 
sometimes I find difficulty in that where um, certain administrative or, or certain faculty leaders, uh, you know, are looking for that, well, well, give me that formal reason why. And it's like, well, cuz. <laughs> and it's just cuz, cuz I said so. Uh, no, that's fantastic. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit. And uh, well, I guess we're not switching gears. We're kind of um, going, going around the track, if you will. Uh, foundations. Okay, so we talked a little bit about um, kind of some things that might be affecting the state of design education. One of those is the lack of art in high schools and how that's slowly, slowly getting thinner, thinner, smaller and non-existent foundations. Uh, so what would you consider to be the untouchables in foundations and what could be done differently? Oh, man, I have tons of ideas for this. Oh, OK. <laughs> so. Uh, we have like perceptual drawing one, perceptual drawing two, two D design. Okay, those perceptual are foundation drawing. Okay, mm -hmm. perceptual drawing. So it's teaching kids how to draw. Okay, I would love to have one of those, and then have something else that was design related, uh, graphic design related. I would love to have intro to graphic design in their freshman year. If I was making it, um, I think you could pull enough people in. Maybe I think in two D design. Um, and I think 2D design could be taught for graphic designers as a focus um, and that graphic design majors get priority in that class. Okay. Um, but I don't think 2D design is taught by a lot of graphic designers a lot of times. Correct. So yeah. it wasn't taught for me by graphic designers, but I would have loved to have had more. And I would love to take that extra drawing class that was... Um, for me, when I was in school, it was kind of a waste. I mean, I drew great, beautiful buildings, but it was just, you know, hallways and buildings on campus yeah. or near campus. Um, I didn't get a lot out of it, and I would have loved to have had a second typography class. Okay. What? Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that point. Because uh, I think typography is yeah. a huge foundation that oh. that we need. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard with one course to kind of give it a good uh, immersive experience. So then what with what would you do differently with 2D and drawing then? What, what kind of changes would be involved in that? Would it not necessarily be the, the, the basic objectives, right? Because the learning outcomes probably can't adjust much. So what would you bring to it? I think if I was teaching 2D, I would probably, um, I think what I found frustrating and when I when I hear kids when I'm advising they're like well I don't know how I'm going to use this mm -hmm. and I would love to make it more practical but I again am less theory I am way more practical I want to get kids jobs I want them to be able to work and I want them to help a client and help a customer and so I try to bring the business into my classes and sure, so right. it being practical so this is where it becomes about design and then it is about art so I feel like art is for you make mm -hmm. it for you and yeah. other people can enjoy it. But the purpose is for you. And then for design, the purpose is not for you. The purpose is for someone else. And it's trying to meet somebody else's need. And you have a definite goal of whatever it is. You want to bring more customers in or you want to get more emails or you want to sell more juice or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. And so there's something a little bit more trackable. And it's less um, of a reflection of how I feel it was or and nothing against any of that. Like I have there are lots of glass artists or ceramicists or printmakers that are are or painters or that are doing something a certain way that are commercially based. And I guess I just sure. I, I want people to make money at their at their chosen field. Right. And right. I feel like a lot of even seniors are like, well, this is what I want to do for me. And I want to make this and I want people to buy it. But that's not the way the world works. Right. We don't right. buy something because you made it. We buy it because we needed it and or we wanted it. There was a lack in our life and we thought that what you had filled that lack. So it was about me, the customer, not you, the artist that made it so much. Exactly. Right. I like that. Okay. That's a good answer. Um, what's... What would be untouchable then in foundations? Mm. 
I kind of hate taking away classes that might lead somebody exploring something else that, you know, they think they're a designer, but they're really not. And so I think art history should be untouchable. I think that we should take art history. Yeah. I think history is really important. Um, we do have that in foundations. I, we have at our school, you have to take five art histories. Same with ours. Three, yeah. three are set and then two are elective. Oh, we got two um, set, three electives. So that's not So it, it's like the Roman and, you know, yep. Yep. way long yeah. time ago. And then the... Um, like renaissance, the renaissance and a little bit yeah. before you know and then and then it then like the 19th century and the 20th century is the modern and then you take other things that you're interested in yeah yeah right uh oh i hate this i always do this all the time i have got this lapse of memories it it seems uh i had a great uh question for you regarding uh regarding the art history stuff and it's it's eluded me it's gone oh um, it was, it was a comment. It was more or less a comment. Um, I think the discussion on art and art history and design history is worthy of a, um, a podcast episode in itself. So uh, I'll be, I'll Ooh, be looking. You should have Mandy. Do you know, do you know, um, oh man, why has her name just escaped me? See? She's gonna, See? Oh, Mandy Horton. Mandy Horton. Sure. I'll, I'll, I can, reach I'll out get to you her. in contact with her. Fantastic. But she's going to, she does three design history classes and she's in Oklahoma. She's at central Oklahoma. She is a rock star in the history of graphic design. And she's going to do on my podcast in the end of June. It's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We're doing design one, design two, and design three of oh, history. Wow. So it'll be an hour of each, oh, which is obviously not enough, but it will, <laughs> she's going right. to kind of take us through um, what some of the important parts of that, but just because oh, wow. I feel like it's a lot of people had no design history. Oh, true. Right. Right. We currently don't have a, uh, graphic design history in our program. Uh, so I intertwine that into our, uh, level three class and, and get a lot of that in there, uh, as well. Um, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to move on to another question then for you. Uh, so okay. where do you think, uh, What's going to be most important for design curriculum in one year, five years, and even 10 years? What's most important as we as we continue to grow and transform? I think that I would say in all those is the professors need to stay current in the field. Okay. And um, in a year, I would say um, that that might look like some more... Uh, looking at where the trends are in what people are needing. And I think that we've been needing social media classes and we don't have any um, or only as special topics. And then we end up having um, really a need for UX UI and maybe incorporating that into our, all of our curriculums or um, un helping them understand that the, the, problems they're solving is a this is a user experience problem or this is an interface problem right. whether it's a brochure or whether it's uh, an app right that um, if, whether it's printed or or not so the user experience experiencing that poster why do I have to come to two feet away to be able to read the poster then maybe that poster is not doing its job right. and I think we just need to incorporate that more in how we talk about things in the class and use those terms ux ui or user experience user interface i think in five years was that the next one yeah yeah um i guess i don't see much difference between the five and ten because i just can't see that far in advance i know that this this year um my husband was sick he had to have some surgery and so the next day i did a zoom call with my class and they loved it so much more. They did a critique. There was more involvement. And I think it was mm. because they could see better than when I was projecting it on a screen. But they also felt like they were comfortable. They weren't, um, they were in their space at home or wherever they were so they could contribute. And so I'm going to do more Zoom um, or video chat interactions sure. um, for critiques in the future hmm. uh, that's kind of interesting uh, i'd love to 
turn uh, come back to that too and, and talk to you about that um, and see where that's gone. Well, it was kind of weird. I didn't know. Didn't expect you it. Know. Yeah. Kind of an unexpected. I mean, I've done it probably every year, mm -hmm. but they really, really liked it. And so we'll see if the kids last next year yeah. really, really like it too. Sure. Or okay. if it was just a fluke. Um, so the, the user experience, user interface stuff, social media, video now is important uh, as students are graduating and getting jobs as graphic designers, uh, motion graphics, the fourth dimension, right? Things in motion, things that are time-based. Um, when, when do we, when do we get them involved in that, in their studies? Is there a point where it's too soon or is there a point where it's too late? Mm, I think that they, this, we don't, I don't think we have this figured out uh, where we are. Um, I've brought motion into intro to graphic design. Mm -hmm. I've had them do like an animated GIF in okay. Photoshop so that they're thinking about it. And some of them are amazing and they tell a great story. And then some are just totally like, please don't ever put this in your portfolio. This yeah. is terrible. Sure. Um, and so some people get it and some people don't. I think it has to do with experience. So just the more they play with it, the better they get, the more they analyze good, you know, design or good animations or good um, GIFs or good motion. I just feel like for us, we have one track and I feel like that's where the track starts splitting, that you have a print track and then you have a digital track. Okay. And we don't have the professors to be able to split right now. But that would be what I would say, um, you know, for we kind of give you an overall jack of all trades kind of like design degree. Sure. And, that's, and I think a lot of yeah. smaller schools maybe yeah, do that. Yeah, that's a lot. I would say it's probably more than what you and I kind of think it might be. I think it's a, a large percentage of our universities. It might be 75, 80 percent of the universities uh, in the United States. It could be. It's only Absolutely. those those higher level you know, prestigious programs that can break those down a bit more and have their own tracks. But uh, yeah, yeah, but but it's like video and animation and motion are so weighty mm -hmm. that it's really difficult. But I would think that they would still need typography before then. They would still need to know design. So there's some basics that they need to know, but then they could go in the web thing. Like publication design and web design go perfectly hand in hand because you're really doing the same thing. Yeah. One's just digital and one's just, you know. So maybe you those would be in two different tracks. So yeah. maybe, but I hate for a kid to graduate without a web, you know, without a portfolio. Sure, right. Online, right. a digital portfolio. So maybe it's maybe it's more so that it depends upon the faculty of the program to kind of figure out what their four-year learning outcomes and learning objectives should aim at. So they're at least covering these things to the best of their ability while, while we grow. Uh, Gary had yeah. a good point that he thinks a big change is going to be coming in, um, you know, like the five-year plan that I ask about what changes are coming and what's important is we'll have a lot of the Students who are getting their MFAs now, graduating and entering into academia, those ones that want to teach, and they're going to be bringing that different skill set. So, mm -hmm. and and it's been a big change I've noticed. Even as universities are looking to fill vacant positions, they're looking for that skill set. It might say graphic design, but they're looking for that digital new media component. Absolutely, yeah, they really that's are. what I see. That's what whole we have right now is we have a animation we have an animator and he we need a second and we just it's really difficult it is it is yeah and budgets are getting tighter and there's there's a lot of a lot of things that you know academia is going through in that state of uh design education um so i'm gonna i'm gonna bring you all the way back to to that you talked about entrepreneurship mm -hmm. do you want to elaborate on that in this context at all so i think that it's usually not something that a lot of kids are thinking about. Um, I think that they would love to do, you know, like I, w I was talking to a student earlier, uh, alumni from another school earlier today, and, you know, they're still very focused on them. Mm -hmm. And um, and I love this kid, but, you know, they just haven't gotten to that point of it's really about what problem you're solving for somebody else. And it's not about what they can give you. 
And I think that there's that's a shift that needs to be in high school. That's a shift that maybe needs to be in grade school. Um, it's not about you. It's about what you can do for others. And even as a you know sixth grader, what can you do for the other kids that are underneath you? How can you support them or how can you lead them and how can you guide? And then for the people that are above you, um, you know, maybe you play soccer and you're the ball girl or, or whatever, or you are the flag person when the, I mean, I just feel like there needs to be more, this helps with empathy. This helps with, um, we are not to here. I don't believe to just, um, have the best time in our lives. And not that I don't feel like I have the best time I do, but I feel like, um, I feel like we are, we're called to be part of a community, mm-hmm. not to be the king of the community. And yeah, I feel like yeah. a lot of the focus right now is the me, 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 me thing. And that's where are the selfies and just this, this is the food I ate and this is what was important to me. And really it's about what, what can you do? What are you doing that's helping someone else solve a, a pain point? So maybe it's if you're a sixth grader, and you see somebody who's always waiting for their mom to come pick them up, or they're always waiting for the bus, or they're always sitting on the bus alone. Maybe you take that step instead of it being about you. There was a YouTube video about this kid in high school, and he said he didn't want anybody to eat alone. So instead of him eating with his friends and not eating alone, he made it a point of always going up to somebody else and never letting them eat alone. This is a completely exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think if we had that mindset, I think we'd make a whole bunch better designers. And I think um, as we graduate from college, you would have that mindset of what can I do for this position, for this mm-hmm. company, instead of what can the company do for me? Now, granted, I do think you have to interview the company just as much. Sure, like right. It is an interview of you not... So it's not all about how they can walk all over you, but it's about a, a good fit and where um, that you understand this isn't about you. This is about how you can help them. And is that a good fit? Do you like doing blank? Right. You know? Right. Yeah, I think that's excellent. And as more designers had have that approach uh, with their work and the, the empathy of of helping the end user, the community, the the people that it's touching and focus on that, you know. Uh, I talk a lot about that when I talk about, you know, their style and their aesthetic and what they're showing their in their portfolio and, and who they are. That's a great question. Um, well, we're getting close. We're getting close to, uh, you know, having a really um, full episode. So before I let you go, I want to ask you, um, what are you working on? What are you doing personally? Um, Anything that you want to share, talk about, promote, uh, you know, let's let's know what's going on in Diane's world. So I have my own business and I'm I try to stay current and I always am like, oh, I'm not doing this right and I'm not doing this right. <laughs> but I think by doing this and talking to other people who are 100 percent professionals, they're not um, doing this as a side gig. Right. Kind of thing, which I know it's part of our research, so it doesn't feel like a side gig, but it feels like. I don't spend 100% of my time doing my client work. In the summer, I do a lot of client work. But um, I have my own podcast called Design Recharge, and it's really for freelancers, so people who are like me, maybe who have a full-time job, um, and then they're trying to make that side business more lucrative. Sometimes it's a side project that is um, has really taken off, or it's somebody um, you have, we have, we should, I think, have all these revenue streams because as a professor, yeah. sometimes we make like a high school, you know, teacher pay. This is, a, if you're in a school like where I am, that's what we're making. So we have to supplement that with something else. And so I want to help other people do that. So my, my podcast is more for people, I would say, in transition or people who um, are full-time freelancers and they need help understanding their business. So um so I always have that going on. It'll be seven okay. years I've done that in wow. June. Wow. Seven years. Wow. I know. I should be further along probably. <laughs> but um and then I'm starting something new. I have a friend, um my friend Chris is encouraged me to do I end up doing a lot of coaching, um mm-hmm. uh not for soccer or anything, but I end up doing a lot of business coaching or um 
positioning, coaching, coaching, things like that. Pivoting from, say, you're a print designer and you want to do UX UI or, mm-hmm. or you're um, a designer and you want to be do more illustration or, or things like that. So how can you help that revenue stream get filled up a little bit more? Because that's where you want to spend 80% of your time, not 80% of it doing web design or something like that. Gotcha. So I'm starting a coaching. It's called Design Recharge Pro Power Station. And right okay. now it's in the beta uh, test and it'll go live in June and it'll be a three month subscription or they could do six months or nine months or a year. And then it's a one hour a week video call and with everybody that sits in the group. And so there's a private Facebook group as well where we interact and share. And then there's this kind of learning component. And then I'm working on... um something else that will launch in the fall hopefully oh my gosh you're and it's very busy then <laughs> yeah summer i try to i yeah. don't have kids so this is where i try to get lots of um lots of things out but really i this this igniter series was placed on my heart um back in 2016 so i did kind of a lot of legwork then and then i just had some uh i had to take another role at work and um as a result i didn't get back to this and so and I'm also doing my first children's book. So my friend Lydia, who oh. I used to work with in Denver, reached out and I'm meeting with her tomorrow. So it's I'm going to illustrate and I'm super scared about all of those things. <laughs> but oh I think you have to lean in and yeah. just trust that you're in the right place and that I know I'm going to really give it all and yeah. I'm going to do the best that I possibly can. Uh, you're you're going to do incredibly well. Uh, I've seen your your stickers and your beautiful artwork on those. So if that's going to be the aesthetic you're pulling into your children's book, it's going to be beautiful. Um, the let, Can we go back one? And can you give me a little more information, a little more uh, context uh, about the series? that The, the, I'm sorry. So this, the, yeah. the one that's the coaching series thing? No, there was one, or... there was one more thing that you were going to touch on or that you did touch on. The Igniter the series. The Igniter series, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't really touch on that. So the Igniter series is, I have a friend, um, Natalie Callback. She does a series in January for creatives. They're really for um, people who are hobbyists. Some are professional artists, but they come and it's the camera down and you're watching somebody do this and it's every day you get like a 12-minute video. And it's kind of processed. Like sometimes you really, they always have the same theme for the whole month. Um, and you're watching somebody else create their art. So I thought, hmm, I really like this idea. And so okay. I contacted Natalie and I said, hey, how do you do this? How how are you able to do this? How does the price break? Because um, I want to make it useful for somebody else. I'm not really all about uh, just making money for me, but I think it'd be really cool to help other people make money too. But then I also think that it's... Um, it's real. So mine is not a camera down. Mine is like you are presenting at a conference, and this year it's going to be all about communication. So communication, either with the customer, um, in the lead magnets or lead generation devices, um, in how you are maybe pitching to a client or how you're explaining a project. You've already won the job, and now you're presenting the first series of ideas to the client. That's one of them. And so I have people who have done, professionals who have done a lot of this, and then it's going to be a 50-50 split. So whatever they sell with their link, they're going to get half of, and then whatever I sell with mine, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll get all of mine, whatever I sell (laughs) with my link. But, um, so then that way it's exposure for some people who maybe don't have a huge list, for people who do have a huge list, it's another way for them to make money. And it's something I would love to be able to do in each fall because that's when we think about going back to school. But this would not necessarily yeah. be for students. This would be for professionals. But I'm thinking you would probably get um, one video a, a day and they're a little bit longer. I've done one already. Um, my friend Dustin encouraged me to be a part of it. He said that I had a good way of asking questions so he said then that way it's not just like everybody else so what i'm asking people to do is make a 20 minute presentation on how to teach this and then i ask questions because sometimes we've done this so many times Mm -hmm. 
that we don't realize. Uh, and so I'll ask a question, hey, well, did you do this? And so some of it's about reaching your customer. So communication, I'm going to have some people come on and talk about SEO, um, even though that's not like writing something, but maybe our websites need to be more SEO um, friendly. And then would like to have somebody come and talk to us about local Google SE or Google ads yeah. and using the the power of some of that. I think what we then we can be able to do it for our customers or it gives this person who's presenting uh, a chance to make some connections to maybe be that um, contractor that works yeah. with other design yeah. firms. That's awesome. You've done your homework and you seem very excited over it. That's incredibly cool. I am excited. I hope I hope it works. Yeah. We'll see. Um, what's what's the name of the children's book? Is it does um, it have a name? Yeah, it does have a name. I think I think it's called Victor Vroom. Ooh. So. Um, it's about this car yeah. called Victor. And so I'm at, this is somebody I've known. Um, she got her first job in at the magazine that I was working with. And then I set her up with my friend Derek, who went to Auburn and then moved out to Denver. And they've been married for 20 something years. So it's um, it's kind of neat to see their kids grow. And um, but Lydia was at the first job that I or one of my first jobs. Yeah. So it was really kind of cool. That's neat. Congratulations on that. Yeah. Uh, so if people want to follow you, find you, where where can they go? The best place is if you're on social media is to is Design Recharge. So at Design Recharge on Instagram or Twitter. And um, the website is rechargingyou.com. But if you typed in designrecharge.org, because I don't own the .com for that one, okay. um, that'll get me there too. But it's rechargingyou.com is the website. And I will be redoing the website this month. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like my website currently. It's under it's under the redo as well. So it's very thin right now, but it'll it'll get there. That's one of my chores over summer as well. Me too. I think I have yeah. way too many chores this summer, to be honest. Yeah. But I'm gonna get. I'm gonna work on it. I'm gonna just crank, and I'm gonna be the beaver, and I'm just gonna keep plugging away. All right, I'll check up on you. <laughs> that sounds good, <laughs> Diane. Thanks so much. I appreciate you uh, being a guest here on the Design Podcast, and let's keep creating success in design education. Yes, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Thanks so much. We'll talk with you very soon. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode. The Designed Podcast website is located at thedesignedpodcast.com. There you can find notes on the episode, links to our guests, links to resources, and more regarding the many things discussed during each show. If you find the Designed Podcast interesting and informative, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast service. You can also follow the Designed Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our video version of the podcast on YouTube. Please join us for the next episode of the Designed Podcast, and let's continue to create success in design education.